Welcome to WRTS We Run This Station, the athlete-run podcast channel presented by Uninterrupted. I'm Matt Perret, former minor leaguer with the San Francisco Giants, now social media producer here at Uninterrupted. Led by our CEO, Maverick Carter, aka Mr. Get the Deal Done, being more than is a central theme at Uninterrupted, not just for the athletes that we work with, but also for the employees at our company. For example, in addition to my social media duties, I also produce a podcast right here on WRTS called Film Study, a show where Super Bowl champ turned Hollywood producer Spencer Paysinger breaks down the latest in the movie industry. As you might have heard, this past week, Mav was the commencement speaker at the USC Annenberg School for Communication and Journalism, and being more than was at the core of Mav's message for the graduating class of 2019. And we're about to play back Mav's entire speech for you. But before we do that, be sure to subscribe to WRTS wherever you listen to podcasts for more exclusive athlete-led content and shows like Film Study. Mav, take it away. A sincere thank you to Dean Bay for inviting me here today. I'm humbled that you saw me as deserving this incredible honor. Also, of course, thank you to Wallace Annenberg and the whole USC Annenberg School of Communication and Journalism. I'm also so grateful that my father could be here today. I know, I know my mother would love to be here, but she's actually at my nephew's college graduation. It's that time of year. I cannot tell you how much it means for me for them to know that I'm here today. For they clearly play a critical role in my life and the lives of my children. Yes, you learn a lot at great universities such as this, but there are, people whose there are people whose life experiences are more valuable than any education. I rely on my parents' guidance, ideas, and love every single day. They are also my most important business advisors. I begin with my parents because the first piece of advice I offer to you as you graduate today and enter into the business world is to look to your parents, mentors, strategic people in your lives who have been your role models and have provided you with important life lessons that have gotten you to this very point. Keep them firmly at the center of your life, for you will need them more than you know as you begin, as you begin and continue your journey. As I, prepare, as I prepare for this speech, all I could think about was a line from one of my favorite philosophers who said the now famous, I'm just a kid from Akron, I ain't even supposed to be here now. When LeBron James stood on that podium after winning his very first NBA championship and said, I ain't even supposed to be here, he didn't mean he's not supposed to be an NBA champion. He meant, I'm not supposed to be doing the things that I am doing. I'm not supposed to turn my career over to kids I grew up with, like Rich Paul sitting in the front, his agent. I'm not supposed to own and control the businesses I endorse. I am not supposed to speak out on social and political issues. I'm not supposed to build a school in my community and change how the poor and disenfranchised are actually educated. LeBron James decided very early on he was going to be more than an athlete. He was not going to operate according to the system. The rules would not apply to him. 
The world wanted LeBron to be a basketball player and only a basketball player. But that's not what LeBron wanted. He wanted to be more than an athlete. And I'm here to challenge all of you to think about what it takes to be more than. More than is the tagline of the company LeBron and I started in November of 2014 called Uninterrupted. More than is uninterrupted's just do it or think different. And one day, more than will be just as powerful as those visionary phrases. It is just as meaningful. More than means refusing to define yourself according to what society dictates or everyone around you thinks you should do or be. More than challenges every norm, refuses to accept the rules as they are, one size fits all, and most importantly, more than implores you to take massive risk. Being more than means you court failure, embarrassment, and the possible loss of everything. By the same token, more than also means you have the courage, passion, and dedication to be more than anyone thought possible. The idea of more than begins with recognizing stereotypes. Not the obvious stereotypes about race or class, no. There's something I happen to call opportunity stereotypes. Opportunity stereotypes interfere with your career, your personal journey. Yes, race and class issues are part of opportunity stereotypes, but just a part. Opportunity stereotypes are those stereotypes implicitly or explicitly designed to limit how you think about yourself, the decisions you make, and the opportunities you are told you can pursue, rather than the ones you might actually want to pursue. They are not malicious or evil. In fact, they're designed to protect you, to ensure you make safe, smart decisions in your life and your career. Smart boys get their MBA. Smart girls go to law school. Asian kids don't work in hip-hop. Me <laughs> Mexican kids don't work in tech. Basketball players risk losing endorsement deals by speaking out on social issues. Friends of basketball players are happy to just hang out and should accept being part of a posse. From the moment you walk off this campus, you are going to feel pressured to make safe, obvious professional choices to do what you are supposed to do, rather than explore, discover what you may actually want to do. You are all freshly minted graduates. Opportunity abounds, and there are decisions to make, and lots of people telling you what you should do, what makes the most sense. I'm standing here, right here today, as a living testament to make sure you all know what makes the most sense may not even make sense at all. And you know what else? I believe in my heart, your generation is truly, truly the first generation to recognize that the safe decision could actually be the wrong decision. <laughs> You are all prepared to be more than. And that's what I will focus on today. 
How can you be more than what the world thinks you should be? The journey to more than begins then by questioning, questioning everything. When you come from where I come from, there are not a lot of options. Basically, the most you could hope for, the ultimate achievement, is what is referred to in my community as a good-ass job. <laughs> Even as a little kid, I can remember everyone always saying, when you grow up, go get yourself a good-ass job. <laughs> a good-ass job means a safe job, a job where there is very little risk, a job that gives you enough to pay your bills, gives you security, benefits, a job where you could work the rest of your life. My professional story begins with a basketball scholarship to Western Michigan University. I already knew that I was not good enough to be a professional basketball player, but I also knew I was good enough to use basketball to get a college degree. And you know what that college degree means? A good-ass job. <laughs> I had made it to college. I wasn't dead or in jail, which, which was the first real accomplishment for a black kid from Akron. Now I had a college scholarship and access to a degree. I was set. In my community, my aunts, uncles, family, teachers, coaches, everyone said as I was off to college, Maverick, go get your degree and get yourself that good-ass job. Let me respectfully be very clear. I am not criticizing the idea of a good-ass job. And I'm definitely not criticizing all the people around me who were telling me to get a good-ass job. You see, they love me. They were looking out for me. This was their best advice, and they were merely perpetuating the message the system had passed on to them. A good-ass job. Take no risk. Do not screw this up. And then, I dropped out of college. I'm not advocating for that. In, in 2002, because of my relationship with LeBron James, I was offered an opportunity, the opportunity of a lifetime, my dream come true, to work at Nike. So in my mind, I have that good-ass job. Not just a good-ass job, but the best good-ass job I could have ever dreamed of having. <laughs> it was a real job. It was a secure job. And working, for, and working for the company I loved above all others, Nike. As far as anyone back home was concerned, I had the best good-ass job of anyone in Akron. Well, other than LeBron, of course, who <laughs> at 18 years old had a $90 million deal with Nike. But then, Two years later, something incredible happened. At 20 years old, LeBron decided he was going to be more than simply a successful first-round pick, and he wasn't going to play it safe. You see, even before we coined the phrase, more than, LeBron was always more than. He always wanted to be someone different, someone who was going to actually make a difference. At 20, he decided he wasn't going to turn his business over to a big NBA agent or a Hollywood agency. He was going to build his own business, and he was going to have the people he grew up with, the people he could trust 
the most running. And he asked me to take the lead. I know it seems like an obvious answer to shout out a resounding, hell yeah. <laughs> LeBron James, basketball prodigy, number one overall pick, and my best friend asked me not only to join his business, but to run it. However, it was not an obvious decision. Remember, at this time, I'm working at Nike with an incredible opportunity to build a career in marketing. It was my dream job, and I was really, really enjoying it. And now, I would have to give it all up. LeBron James was all of 20 years old. What if LeBron decided this was a mistake, changed his mind, got rid of me? What if LeBron got hurt? What if LeBron didn't turn into LeBron? I had just given up my dream job. But most of all, the conversation going on privately within me was, what the hell do I know about running any business? I'd never run a business. I didn't even know what this business was going to be. There was a very real chance I could fail. Not just fail myself, but fail LeBron. The stakes were higher than I could have ever imagined. If I wanted to be more than a young black kid who made it out with a college degree and had a good-ass job, I had to bet on myself. I had to drop out of college. I had to leave my dream job at Nike. I had to go all in. At this, and this is the most important part of the journey to being more than. You have to gamble, and you have to gamble big. You have to make very big bets on yourself. You cannot play it safe. But to be the type of gambler I'm talking about means you really have to know how to play cards. You really have to study gambling and know how to gamble like a pro. My friends and family know I love gambling. <laughs> I love the artistry of it, the strategy, and most important, what it teaches you about life. For I was taught how to gamble by the best gambler I know, my grandmother. <laughs> Facts. I was actually born to be a gambler. I was named for the character in the 60s TV show starring James Garner called Maverick. He was a slick looking dude who always appeared unflappable, who always had it together, who went from town to town playing cards. And it was my grandmother's favorite show. She actually walked out of a card game to come to the hospital for my birth. I began to really learn about gambling in my grandmother's basement. All of the people I've been blessed to have in my life, my grandmother may be number one. My parents, they understand this. They are not less than, but she may be number one. I have to interrupt my story for a moment to acknowledge my grandmother. She was the smartest, savviest, and most hustling person I ever knew. And she taught me everything. To support our family, my grandmother ran an illicit gambling operation in her basement. You, you can't really call it illicit, though, because the cops and everyone knew what she was doing. In those days, in poor black communities, families operated their own establishments because that was the only option and everyone knew it. 
My grandmother would make sure everyone had food because she didn't want players leaving the tables when they got hungry. Her fried fish, spaghetti, fried chicken, greens, and macaroni and cheese. How savvy is that? I think brilliant. Literally, my fondest childhood memories are my years in the casino, <laughs> in my grandmother's basement. Walk down the steps, three tables, one for craps, one for pity pat, and one for poker. It was also in that basement where I recognized the power of calculated risk. No, calculated risk, not careless risk. Remember, I said to be the kind of gambler I'm talking about, you really have to know how to gamble. You have to know how to figure out the odds and the importance of understanding upside versus downside. How to look at a very few cards and quickly figure out your risk-reward ratio. Then how to have the fortitude, the courage to place the bet. Take the risk and just go for it. Most importantly, how to leverage the win or how to pick yourself up after the loss. Gambling teaches you critically important life skills. The first principle gambling teaches you is how to deal with winning and the inverse, how to deal with losing. You have to be able to accept both before you sit down at the table. You have to be comfortable with losing just as much as you are comfortable with the dream of winning it all. In gambling, winning and losing are not the end. They are actually just the beginning. When you lose, how do you pick yourself up off the floor? Perhaps literally, certainly, psychologically, and emotionally. How do you come back when you bet everything on the wrong odds? How do you come back just as focused and just as prepared, but perhaps more savvy? How do you learn from the humility, the frustration, and loss and rebuild yourself and emerge more focused, better than ever, and ready to go another round. And when you win, how do you use it to get to the next level? How do you even know what the next level is? How do you know how far is far? How high is high? Most of the time, it's harder to learn from winning than it is from losing. When you win, and this is as true in business as it is for gambling, you think you're doing everything right. According to everything I knew growing up, when I was at Nike, I had already won. See, gambling teaches you that winning actually just puts you in a position to make an even bigger bet. What I believe is the most important aspect of all is how to continually know how to measure risk versus reward. Instantaneously calculating each decision based on upside versus downside and be prepared to know how to take the risk. And what this teaches you is how to trust first in yourself, then in your decision and how to have the courage to act on it. To all of you who want to be more than, who want to break out of what you think you're supposed to do, think like a gambler, live like a gambler, Calculate the odds of every single decision. Understand your upside versus your downside. Don't be afraid to lose. And if you do, figure out how to pick yourself up. Don't just win. Win so you can go make an even bigger bet. A great philosopher I often quote, who happens to be with us today, 
my father, Colonel Otis Carter, gave me this extraordinary way to think about everything. He told me when I was a teenager, Maverick, if you bet on yourself and were to lose everything, you would just be breaking even. Let that sit with you for a minute. If you bet on yourself and lose everything, you just break even. That inspired idea is my dad's way of saying, think about where we come from. You are always going to be better than where you started, so don't be afraid to take chances. His wisdom is how I live to this very day. It informs every single thing I do, every single decision I make, personally and professionally. His philosophy and the truth taught to me by my grandmother are my due north. And their truths enable me to risk losing a lot to get to the next level. Because the worst thing that can happen is I break even. I left college for Nike. I left Nike to start a sports marketing company. I left the sports marketing company to start a media company. As I near the end of my address, I want to tell you about the biggest bet I ever made, a bet that was an absolute disaster. Let me take you back to 2010. For the first time in his career, LeBron James is a free agent, and if he so chooses, able to leave his hometown, Cleveland Cavaliers, and join a new team. It was the biggest sports story of the time. Would LeBron stay in Cleveland or join a new team? And I came up with the idea that LeBron would announce the news live on TV. I was going to do something totally new and different with the decision. I bet it all on this idea. I had been a marketing executive, but I knew in my heart I was a storyteller. And I knew this was LeBron's story to tell. And we could raise millions of dollars for kids from communities like ours. I wanted to be more than. LeBron wanted to be more than. So I bet it all on the decision. Well, for those of you who were on planet Earth that day, you probably know how it turned out. It failed terribly. In the days after this cataclysmic mess, the press called it stupid, ill-advised, selfish, conceited, dumb, everything. It was the most difficult time in my career. I thought it was all over. The airwaves were filled with people saying, they always knew LeBron made a mistake hiring me. Worst of all, I felt like I destroyed LeBron's image and totally failed my best friend. And you know what? Even at my darkest hour, I knew I broke even. I had worked for Nike, built a business. No matter what, I was going to be better off than I would have been if my worst decision in my career had not been made and I had simply played it safe. Most importantly, what seemed impossible at the time, from that decision, the worst miscalculation in my entire career, I learned two really great lessons that bring us full circle today. First, the decision ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me. For as bad as it was, it was a total innovation. An athlete taking complete control of their opportunity owning their content, changing how they tell the story. All of that set the stage and was the beginning of Uninterrupted. From that day forward, 
people started to think about me as a storyteller. Because even though everyone criticized the decision, its impact was undeniable. Underneath all that criticism, it was very clear that athletes should be empowered. They have something to say and must be heard. The decision forever changed how people thought about me and thought about my work. The second thing I learned from the decision goes back to my dad's awesome insight. No matter what happens, the worst I can do is break even. When I thought it might be all over and I thought I was going to be fired, I had built a sports marketing company and had just created the biggest event in sports media that wasn't an actual game. Even though I thought I lost it all, I wasn't even, I wasn't just even, I was way, way ahead. See, my father gave me an incredible gift that I want to pass on to all of you. He gave me fearlessness that comes from knowing that the worst thing that can happen is breaking even. Understanding your break even fears you up to take real risk. And to you, the USC graduating class of 2019, walk across this stage to receive a well-deserved diploma. Your break even is right here and now. You will always have this degree and everything that goes with it. But that's just even. You were just sitting down at the table and about to start gambling. The degree you earn today is not just a ticket to a good ass job, <laughs> to make money and to play it safe. No, it's in fact the total opposite. The degree gives you the freedom to gamble to take a chance, to start something, to change the world, to go chase your dream. What happens if you bet big and you fail? What happens if you refuse to play it safe? What happens if you ignore everyone trying to box you in and, your, and pursue your passion? I can tell you, the worst thing that will happen is you will break even. The best thing that will happen is that you will be more than. And that is my message to all of you. Understand your break even. Bet on yourself and be more than. Thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed listening. Subscribe to WRTS for more content like that. Review and rate us five stars. And if you want more from Maverick Carter, subscribe to Needing Dough, the podcast, where Mav sits down and talks finances with big stars like Serena Williams, Rob Gronkowski, and of course, LeBron James.